0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting the fing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly
0: Bay. Today is October 18th, 2022. Better known as What the f*** was that? <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I agree
0: oh man yes. you know.
1: this is why we don't do the preview podcast anymore because we're <laughs> wrong <laughs> and then it's out there for the world to see and people love giving it when you're wrong people love giving you a hard time
0: well good for us we're never wrong or Except, rarely wrong
1: you know 100% of our preview podcast this <laughs> year <laughs>
0: Is that the first preview podcast we did?
1: No, we did one earlier in the season, but I can't remember.
0: Good lord. We're slacking off.
1: I know, we're terrible.
0: All right. Well, we got a big show for you today. We are going to discuss what happened on the week six game against the Steelers. Should have had that game. It was a gimme game. But we talked about this. It's the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin. They're not going to go out like that, so...
1: And we struggle against these young quarterbacks, and of course, and backups.
0: That we don't have a lot of film on.
1: And of course, what happens during the game? The young quarterback gets hurt, and we get Mitch Trubisky, who killed us. How long ago was that game? Yeah, like three, four years ago. Same thing with Chicago. I think, was it his first start? Something like that. I don't remember, but yeah. he just destroyed us, like, five touchdowns. They were all thinking they had a franchise quarterback.
0: Yeah, yep. after playing us. Mm-hmm. We, we do that a lot with teams. We give I them know. hope. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, it's like the hope
1: Even when, it's like a curse. It's like, even when the team is good, like, we have a good team, still. Yeah. It just... I don't know if it's ingrained in the culture or what it is. We can't help ourselves. All
0: right. All right before we get on, into all that, first of all, I want to apologize for the mess with the background. It's yeah, still, you know, moving stuff, moving stuff. We're getting closer, getting closer, though. And also, we're getting closer to get our audio fixed and our cameras fixed, everything fixed. Uh, until then, just suffer through it. Seems like the season's going to be over before we get everything going, <laughs> Going slow, snail's pace.
1: I haven't even done anything in like three weeks. No. It's all been Ralph.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> you could tell. Uh, first, a uh, fact check follow up.
1: Oh man, this one makes me so angry. Yes. at myself.
0: When we were talking about the Steelers, uh, we were talking about players and coaches on our team that had history with the Steelers. And Molly mentioned Antoine Randall L. How he used to play for the Steelers. Well. He's not a coach with the Buccaneers anymore. He's
1: not even with
0: us. He went to the Lions coaching staff in 2021, so last year. Uh, he's currently their wide receivers coach. Uh, now, Antoine randall L was drafted as a wide receiver in the second round of the 20- 2002 NFL draft. Uh, 67th overall pick by the Steelers. Uh, he was the ninth wide receiver to be selected. Now, the Steelers did make him their kickoff returner. Uh, Their punt returner, he had quarterback experience, so they used him as a passer in a variety of trick plays, uh, most notably a game-clinching 43-yard reverse touchdown pass to Heinz Ward in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, his only championship title. Uh, He was the third non-quarterback and the first and only wide receiver in NFL history to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. So uh, he was used. We did get that one right. He was a hybrid. He was used. He did a lot of kickoff returns. I think he had some records with the Steelers for kickoff return touchdowns. This was back before they changed all the kickoff crap, and you could routinely get touchdowns on kickoffs. Uh, But he was used as a quarterback every now and then and the wide receiver. He ended up going to – I can't remember who he went. But then he went back to the Steelers – he ended up playing for, I think, 11 years.
1: Was it the Giants he went to?
0: Can't remember. Gosh,
1: Can turn it. It's going to be another There we go. Now <laughs> we
0: got another fact
1: check for um, And another one that we totally missed was Byron Lefwich Was Ben Roethlisberger's backup before That's right. um, Byron retired. So he spent his last few years at the Steelers. That's totally right. missed that connection. Totally
0: missed it. Molly, falling down on your job. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, before we get into our thoughts of the game, uh, let's run through real quick what happened. Now,
1: Ralph's going to make us relive it. (laughs) He's a sadist.
0: (laughs) As we know, going into this game, the Steelers were devastated in their secondary. Almost their whole starting secondary was out, so they were playing backups. Uh, Started off the first drive. Godwin had two passes thrown to him. He dropped one. Another one was... Low and incomplete, so we went three and out. We got the ball because the Steelers won the coin toss. Now, I don't think we've won a coin toss all season. I'm no, sure I think
1: it's every yeah. game.
0: Yeah, so luck I'm is starting. not going our way in that one. So we've got uh, a three and out to start the game. Then the Steelers get the game and, or get the ball, and it's third and six. And 45, Devin White gets roughing the passer penalty, giving them a first down, allowing them to go down the field and score a touchdown. Uh, On on that same drive, third and six, the Steelers false started. It was right after the roughing the passer play. So they got the first down and 15 yards, but then they lost 10 yards right after it for a false start. Then they uh, got fourth and one in Buccaneers red zone. Uh, They went for it and made it. The Steelers got a touchdown on that drive because the Buccaneers had a breakdown in pass protection. I don't know who was supposed to be covering the running back. Most likely it was Devin White or uh, Levante David, and he was totally wide open. Nobody covered him. It was just an easy pass and catch walk into the end zone for the Steelers.
1: That was Kenny Pickett's first touchdown of his career. Like yes. passing touchdown. That's right. That's to right. the running back.
0: <laughs> Then Devin or uh, uh, number 29, White, our running back, uh, he had a kickoff return. It was pretty good. I definitely like him more than Darden on kickoff and punt returns. And Darden, he just aggravates the heck out of me because he always goes out of bounds when he runs to the out-of-bounds line. And if, he, if he's in the middle and he can't make it to the out-of-bounds, he just kind of lays down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really try to do a whole lot. He doesn't like contact. Mm-mm. He's not a very physical guy. I think twenty-nine White should be our returner from here on out. He's shown enough. He he he, he at least tries to fight for yardage. Uh, second offensive series uh, number twenty-nine dropped a pass right in his hands. Uh, number fourteen Godwin another low pass to him. He wasn't able to get it. Uh, Bucks were able to drive down the field and get a field goal, making it three to seven. Then the Steelers get the ball. Winfield gets a sack. They pretty much go three and out, punt the ball. Uh, second quarter, third Buccaneers drive. Buccaneers drive to the half-yard line. Drove the ball down the field, got to the half-yard line. And then uh, Leonard Fournette with a run. He was tackled for a loss of about four yards. And then Tom Brady was sacked on the very next play. So it ended up being 3rd and goal from the ten yard line, so we lost eight and a half yards from the half yard line, and yeah, so that made it six to seven, with the Steelers still in the lead. Now, Kamara uh, kicked the ball off, and this is something I've noticed a lot, in, in we're going to talk about special teams. But he's not kicking the ball deep. He's very inconsistent with his kickoffs. Uh, on this, in this game, he had a couple where it didn't even make it to the end zone and the kickoffs, and that gives the Steelers a chance to return it. We need to to get that deeper. Now, one of the things we got for him is because he's got a strong leg on his punts and kickoffs. He's not being consistent with either one. So he kicked the ball off. It was short, and uh, they were able to get pretty decent yard uh, starting position on that. Then the Steelers were able to march down the field a little bit, and they got a 55-yard field goal try, which is a pretty dang long field goal, and it bounced off the crossbar into the, the goal. So they got that. So that made it 10-6. Steelers is still up. Fourth offensive series, Brady, bad pass to Godwin again, incomplete, another three and out. Then the Steelers get the ball, and they go three and out. A lot of three-and-outs in this game. Four I on each have, side, actually. Eight three-and-outs. Yeah, I
1: was surprised at the number of punts when I actually went and looked at it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, not a good offensive day for either team, really. Uh, fifth offensive drive. Uh, one thirty-five in the second quarter. Brady was hit while he was thrown for a bad pass. Uh, oh, no, no. It was a fumble. And... Godwin recovered it. It was a fumble, went straight up in the air. Offensive line had no idea. Uh, matter of fact, I think it hit one of the offensive line guys and <laughs> oh, no. rolled out. Uh, Seventy Hainsy. Anyhow, he was just standing there. It, it landed right in front of him, one of the two. I can't remember. But uh, Godwin was Johnny on the spot, recovered that ball. Uh, then the next play, Brady throws a bad pass, and then we punt the ball. And then the Steelers get the ball. Another three and out. So, at this point, it's still 6-10. We get the ball, drive down the field, suck up, 54-yard field goal. I made it 9-10. Suck up had a good day.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Suck up has been keeping us in these <laughs> games. He's our
1: highest scorer.
0: Yeah, he he's the only one that scored, right? No, Fournette scored a touchdown, right? Somebody. Yeah, it's Fournette. Uh then third quarter starts, Steelers kickoff return. They returned it to the Bucks ten yard line. Kamara could not make the tackle this time. <laughs> uh luckily Jamel Jamal Jamel Dean chased that runner down. Jamal Dean's fast.
1: Yeah. Well it was him and Carlton.
0: Yeah, right, because they're staying back with the punter. Mm-hmm to make sure that doesn't happen because it would have been a touchdown if those two wouldn't have been hanging back a little bit.
1: I mean, it may as well have been, right?
0: No, we held them. Oh, No. Yeah. okay. All right. So Jamel Dean he he comes up behind the returner and actually knocked the ball out of his hands, but the returner was yeah. able to get the ball back. So the Steelers had some luck on their side. Buccaneers did two of the return or the fumble recovery by Godwin, so they can't complain that the ball was – bouncing their way. Uh, We had this with the Atlanta Falcons where they had quite a few fumbles, but they were able to recover on the one with, I think it was Mariota. Yeah, it was Mariota. Uh, We sacked him, the ball came out, and luckily it hit and bounced right back to him. Vita was falling on it, and he was like a foot away from that damn thing, and it bounced right back to Mariota.
1: So his little tiny arms couldn't get to it.
0: Right. Yeah, so the Buccaneers are not getting breaks, luck-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that is a factor to, to play, to think about. <clears throat> so then we, the defense does hold them. Uh, we, they end up kicking a, a 54-yard field goal, right? No, a a short field goal. I think it was 27 mm-hmm. yards. So then uh, Buccaneers get the ball again. Uh, this is their seventh offensive possession. 11-26, third quarter, great catch by Godwin uh, for 28 yards. Uh, it was the, almost into triple coverage. He jumped up and caught the ball. It was great. It's a great pass by Brady, great catch by Godwin. It was good to see them finally get in sync there. 8-17 uh, in the third quarter from the 10-yard line of the Steelers, uh, Brady uh, he he tries a pass play, and he runs a pass play, but the rest of the offense thought it was a run play. And one of our offensive linemen got a penalty for ineligible receiver downfield or, or being outside. You know, they're only allowed to go two yards past the line of scrimmage, you know, until the ball passes the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Brady, you could see in the thing that Fournette thought it was going to be a pass. or a a handoff, and when he didn't get the handoff, he kind of just stood there for a second. Yeah. Uh, And Brady ran around, kind of bootlegged, and there was nobody running out (laughs) for the pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fournette realized what was going on. He ran out. One of the tight ends, he did too, but they were both covered. Uh, Brady had to throw it away. Uh, So that was a miscommunication between Brady and the team. Uh, I would have to say the way it worked out, it was Brady's fault because the rest of the team seemed to know what they were doing. Uh, so then we had a 25-yard field goal again, one point behind, 13-12. Uh, the Steelers get the ball. Trubisky comes in after Pickett was hit by 45 White, knocked him out of the game for the rest of the game. Didn't look like that big of a hit. I think it I hit, didn't hit think the ground. So
1: either I think his head hit the ground. Yeah.
0: But now with these new rules, you just can't. You can't come back in anymore. So uh there was a weird play on in the at this point where we had four defensive linemen bunched over on the right side of the defensive line. And we it actually worked out pretty good. We got pressure on Trubisky, but I think he was able to get the ball for he did throw it out of bounds, something like that. But it was just very strange. I'd never seen it before. They were bunched over there like like, you see wide receivers mm-hmm. when they're in a three-bunch three, three bunch set.
1: They even commented on it on the broadcast.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it was on purpose <laughs> or if it was a mistake, but it was interesting. It was an interesting play. Yeah. Okay, eighth offensive drive. The Buccaneers started near their own end zone. Again, another special team's not-so-special play. The The Bucs get out to about the 15 and – we punted the ball, and the Steelers were able to return it uh, back to, I think it was about 45. So they started with a feel-good position again. Uh, the, the the defense was able to hold it. We got a sack, and uh, the seed batted a pass, and they had to punt the ball. So the fourth quarter, 14 84 break. He gets hurt out of the game. This might be it for break. I don't know. He's getting up there in years. He's uh, This is two games in a row where he's... So was
1: week four, he had the concussion.
0: And then he was out for week five, mm-hmm. and then comes back week six, gets hurt twice. He was hurt once in this game, then came back in and then got hurt again. Uh, to
1: me, it looked like a stinger or something. I don't know. They said it's some kind of unspecified neck injury. He uh, flew home with the team. Um and his results were negative, whatever that means. So <laughs> I don't know. We don't have a whole lot of information. Um, it just it it did look like a stinger or something like that to me.
0: They didn't really replay
1: at all. The hit, they didn't yes. show the hit at all.
0: Yes, and I watched it uh, when we rewatched it and. You know, just just a pile of people. It looked like a regular thing. I didn't see what happened to him. So, uh on the all twenty two, I'll check that out. See if I can remember to look for it. See if I can see anything. But you know, with all twenty two, it's from wide angle. It's far away, so you don't get to see the details like you do with the uh, NFL film stuff. So, break it hurt, and then what? What the hell was up with those pigeons on the field? <laughs>
1: I mean, there was a, there was they a flock were
0: so distracting. Pigeons. It was funny. I was cracking up. They, you know, you figure they would have stopped the game and got them off the field, but no, we were playing with a whole flock of with pigeons.
1: Pigeons.
0: And they. Apparently,
1: they, there was a buffet down there. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they kept saying on the broadcast.
0: Pigeon buffet. They sprinkled like worms buffet. out there. <laughs> bird seed.
1: Probably, um, probably grass seed or something. That would be my guess. It was
0: very strange. I thought they would stop the game and shoot the pigeons away, but no, they didn't. I mean, we're sitting there snapping the ball and running plays with 50 pigeons.
1: I know. The rest are like, I don't get paid for this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work animal control. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they were flying all in front of the camera uh-huh. during the game. It was pretty funny. Uh, then uh, the Bucks ended up punting. Uh, Steelers convert a third and 13. Here's where Trubisky comes in, and he just started converting these third and longs. It was very, very frustrating. I I don't know what is up with that. I'm not going to know until all 22. I've got all 22 downloaded and converted. I'm getting ready. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm diving into that. So we'll see what, what it was. Was it a coverage issue? Now, a couple of times I saw he just threw absolute perfect balls It could not be defended. You know, a couple times, Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis were right there, and they were inches away from that ball. And it was just perfect passes, which nine out of ten, is not going to throw that, but he had a couple at crucial times. Uh, Then, with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Buccaneers got caught 12-man on the field penalty. uh, Big old Vita Vez trying to run off the field. and he. (laughs) He jumped, and again, he's not a jumper. He got <laughs> his six start. inches, yes. Uh, he, he tried to get off the field of play, and I want to see. I'm going to time it. it. It looked to me like he didn't jump beforehand, but he might have been in midair when they snapped that ball. I don't know. That's, that's...
1: I swear, Levante David was oh, yeah. calling a timeout. Yeah. And, um, and and so it not only led to the penalty, uh with Vita, but then Levante
0: was out of position. Right, that's, yes, they ended up getting a huge conversion there. The uh, It was a big game, big mm-hmm. game, like 30 yards, mm-hmm. yeah, because Levante was
1: trying to call yeah, timeout. He,
0: he was looking at the, the refs of the sideline, trying to call timeout, but I don't think Levante David can call timeouts. I think it's Devin White. Oh. I'm not sure. Uh,
1: it has to be the Mike?
0: I think it's the Mike guy. There's a designated player on each side, like like on the offense. Only Tom Brady can call a timeout, and on the defense, oh. I think Devin White's the only one that can call a timeout. That
1: would make sense.
0: So Devontae might have been looking at Devin White and telling him to call a timeout.
1: Oh, and Devin, and Devin, didn't it. Do it,
0: yeah, I'm not sure, not sure. I know Levante is a captain, right? Yes. So maybe captains can't. I'm not sure. I'm gonna to have to look that up. But Devin, well, Watton. they
1: didn't register the timeout. So mm. to me, that would say no. Right. He can't call. But don't they penalize you if you try to call a timeout and you're not allowed to call a timeout?
0: I don't think it wasn't. It was. I don't think we weren't allowed to call a timeout. Oh, you mean Devin?
1: Like the player? Yeah. Like isn't that a penalty? Didn't we get that a penalty for calling two timeouts in a row? Like if you don't adhere to the rules of the timeout, you get the
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. but anyhow, that really, really hurt us because yeah, uh, we not you know we got the the penalty, but that they declined that because they got such a big gain. But it was uh, Levante David trying to call timeout, and the guy he was supposed to cover tight end just zoomed right past him, mm-hmm. ended up getting it. he was wide open. So screw up there on Levante David's part or the refs part. Not uh, yeah,
1: sure. I don't know.
0: Yeah. But it, even still, Levante should have been, you know, had on a swivel and expecting. Can't let the guy get past you like that. So uh, then the Steelers get a touchdown, nine fifty-five left in the fourth quarter, making it twenty to twelve. All right, so the Buccaneers get the ball. This is their ninth offensive drive, uh, seven oh three in the fourth quarter. Uh, Brady does a quarterback sneak on third and one. It was probably the weakest quarterback sneak I've ever seen a quarterback do. He didn't get anywhere. Nowhere. He went straight behind the center. The center got no push. Brady's going. His little skinny legs are... are I
1: know.
0: You know <laughs> they I, were I going don't know.
1: the whole time. Yeah, they
0: were going the whole time, and he wasn't moving an inch. And we had talked about this, about how all season long he has not done a quarterback sneak, even on these but crucial like fourth the and short. He's the best shorts. at him. He's the best at him. But this time, it was a total nothing burger, man. I mean, it, it went nowhere. It was, it was actually kind of embarrassing. I don't I don't know what's up with Brady. Just uh That was just that was a sad effort. You know. Sad. Luckily it was on third down. But we went for it on fourth down, which we are going for it on fourth down way too much this year. We're doing great on them. But
1: it shouldn't get to that it, point.
0: Exactly. It's just like it shouldn't get to the point where we're having to come from behind. You know, we've had to do that too much this year. And we're not doing it well. So anyhow. Uh, Brady does uh, the third and one quarterback sneak doesn't get it uh, ends up throwing it throwing a uh, pass in the flats to twenty nine White he ends up getting the fourth down and one conversion no it was a it was a, it was a pitch to Fournette mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but that's scary <laughs> so much can go wrong with that you know but he but Fournette ended up getting it uh, five thirteen another fourth and one on Steelers fifteen. This is when we got the pass to 29, White. He got the first down there. And then the touchdown by number seven, later four and a half, great run, great run. And he he did a great job on that. It was like, I think it was a 13-yard run, but uh, he ended up plowing over a dude trying to stop him in the end zone. I know that guy's hurting.
1: (laughs) His ego or? Both. Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He broke an ego and maybe a couple of ribs. So then we try a two-point conversion because it made it 18 to 20, so we wanted to tie them up 20 to 20, and the uh, two-point conversion attempt was no good.
1: It was good coverage, though, right?
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Was it on Atten?
0: I don't think so. I want to say it was gauge not sure. Okay. Not sure. No, they had great coverage on our receivers. Yeah. Uh, so... We're down two points, 438 left in the game. Uh, 345 in the fourth quarter. The Steelers get the ball. Bad snap. This is what I expected to see last week was a bad snap. Bad snap on this one goes way past Trubisky. Number 30, Delaney. Mm-hmm. He was he was blitzing in, mm-hmm. so he had a free shot on All it. All over it. Almost got it. Again, lucky bounce. It yeah. went to Trubisky. And Delaney was kind of upset that he didn't get that ball, because that would have changed the game. That would have been.
1: I thought he played really well, Delaney. Yeah. I noticed I've i always won. liked
0: Him and Desire yeah. both were good fill-ins. Uh, so then they get the ball, got the lucky bounce. We didn't recover it. Then they start going down the field, and it's, it's they had three minutes and forty-five seconds left. Now all we needed was Tom Brady to get the ball, come down the field a little bit, score field goal. You know, so we needed to stop the Steelers, and we couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. They converted a third long uh, <clears throat> twice. They converted two third, crucial third longs on this job. The, there was one play where our defense. We tackled a guy, tackled for a loss, and Nacho came running over and jumped up in the air to congratulate somebody <laughs> and hit that hit the the Steelers guy right in the face with his crotch. That <laughs> was funny. The
1: crowd was mad about that. Oh
0: yeah. It could have been a flag.
1: Yeah. It could have been a I flag. I know. I was surprised it wasn't with the taunting. Yeah. It's not I don't think it was, a, it think was it an, an a, accident. Oh yeah, it wasn't intentional.
0: It was not intentional. Uh but at two oh seven in the in the fourth quarter It was a third and long conversion. I think it was third and 17 or something like that, third and 11. They got the damn conversion again, and that allowed them to run out the clock. Now, strange thing. I'm going to have to go back and check on this, but we had a timeout left, and we didn't use it. We just gave up. Mm. You know, they were kneeling on the ball, but I don't like that. You know, we talk about this on the podcast. Cutter did that a few times. Lovey Smith did it a few times. And it was – Cutter Cutter did it towards the ends of his, his tenure, and I was like, yeah, he's, he's quitting. He's giving up. Uh, but I do not like, see, when coaches give up. It sends a bad message to the team. Uh, so, I, I'm going to look and see, but I swear we had one timeout left when they were kneeling down. Use You never know what's going to happen. You never know. You know? So, anyhow – that was a summation of the game. Molly, what do you think about it?
1: Well, my initial thought on the game was uh, Chris Godman, like, what is wrong with you? All the drops. But then he was our highest grossing <laughs> receiver. <laughs> he had like 95 yards. So I'm like, okay, can't be mad at like Chris. Although he only caught six of 12 targets. So oh. you're like, could have been 200 yards. Chris,
0: ah!
1: What are you doing? Um, So then I thought, okay, well, special teams was not great. Like, they had great field position. But then I actually looked at where they started. Not really. Uh They started in the first half on the 34, then the 13, then the 19, then the 26, and then the 14. So they had three drives where they started inside the 20. Compared to our, every drive we had in the first half, we started at the 25 or better. In fact, we had two where we started at uh, one at the 46 and one at the 49. So we actually had great field position in the first half. Um, In the second half, it was really that first kickoff where... They started um, at R12, which was that one where they Mm kind of got away from us. But other than that, you know, they started the 25, the 48, the 29, and the 25. So similar to what we did in the first half. And we still couldn't do anything with it. And then in the second half, we started um, two drives inside the 20, but the other two were 25 or better. So... Field position, I think, had nothing to do with it either. I think um, if I had to say anything, I would say the um, short yardage situation, the third and fourth and shorts that we couldn't convert. That would be my biggest complaint and the biggest. When you look at the stats of the game, like yardage was similar. Um, both teams had no turnovers. uh sacks we both our, our quarterbacks got sacked twice on each side. Uh the time of possession was similar, maybe you know 30 seconds in one direction or the other. So, you know, when a game is so close like that, it is a matter of inches. And so mm-hmm. what I would say is that Pittsburgh wanted it more. I think the Bucks Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird thing and it was kind of there last year where I feel like they don't want it quite as much as the other teams do. I feel like we're lacking passion and uh drive and motivation to win. Um, so I don't, you know, the these short yardage situations I think are the biggest problem. Um the run game, I mean, it's, a, a, you know, Fournette's doing okay, but it's like what you said, where he's, like, running at people. I wonder, like, what's the run blocking like? Like, is it, especially with having those new guys up the middle, what what would you say? I mean, is the run blocking on par with what it was, like, last season, or is it better, or is it not really a matter of the blocking?
0: I wouldn't say it's a matter of the blocking. We're getting some instances where guys are able to get through the line and do tackles for a loss. But at the same time, there's been a lot of plays where we've opened up huge halls and our running backs have not gotten touched until they're 15 yards down the field. Yeah. There's a couple in this play, in this game. There's a couple like that. I, I don't think our run blocking is an issue. I, well,
1: it just right. like when you have short yardage situations, no. that's kind of no. where it starts. It's like with that Brady quarterback sneak; like the line got no push; right, like right, he right. went nowhere. Right. But he's right behind the center yeah. who went nowhere. Right. Like it just seems we're not really getting that yes. that push in those kind of situations. Yes,
0: if you if you look at the Atlanta Falcons' offensive lines run game they get push. I mean when they're running they you know they're they're pushing straight ahead and you know they're pushing guys 5 yards down the field so they're giving their running back 5 yards before they're going to even have to go through the offensive line mm-hmm. uh, we're not doing that mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of our uh, run design is you know a lot of pulling a lot mm-hmm. of uh, trying to open up holes whereas Teams like Atlanta, and Philadelphia, Tennessee, and all this—they're just trying to push the guys downfield. Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: know, we're not doing that. You know, we're trying yeah, to take the balls. Yeah, and it's holes.
1: frustrating because you'll see—you know—on these short yardage situations, like Fournette is mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. straight into the pile. It's going nowhere he has He's got—he's running straight in the back of alignment, yeah. and it's not—it's so ineffective.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that, you know, we, we talked about at the beginning of the year that we were going to be more run focused, we thought, and we have been. Uh, not as much as I thought we would be. But one of the reasons why, you know, is because we've got Todd Bowles. He's a defensive coach and he likes to run the ball to keep the, our defense off the field. You know, so the, the offense keeps the time of possession, wears down their defense, and keeps our defense fresh. That's that's his thinking. But also along with that, and I talked about this, what I wanted to see was more physical running. You know, wear down the defense just by hitting them. Mm-hmm. You know, just just make them tackle you. Yeah. And I think that's what they're coaching these running backs is, you know, we our run game is not to gain yardage per se. It's nice if it does and we want it to, but we really want to wear down the defense. So if you've got the opportunity to hit a defensive player, do it. You know, and that, they're doing it. You know, these guys are not trying to avoid contact. You know, so I don't know how much that is affecting our run game. You know, because because our run game is not really that good as far as mm-hmm. yards per carry. But a lot of that is, like you said, is because guys are getting through the offensive line and getting tackles for a loss, and we can't seem to get these. Short yardage situations when they know we're going to run it, mm-hmm. uh, but we, you know, we we busting off eight, nine, twenty yard runs. Yeah, you know, it's not like we're we're over there, you know, just totally crapping the bed in the running game.
1: I mean, we had some success later on in the game. It's like that short pass to Rashawn White to the mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like those were pretty successful in the short yardage situations. I wish they would get. I mean. If if you can't get the push with your offensive line, like, quit using it in those kind of situations when you yeah. really need It's a crucial right. first down you have to get.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't have anybody on the offensive line, uh, Mason maybe, who you could depend on to get mm-hmm. consistent push.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, get behind.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Gosh,
1: like, start using Vita as a freaking fullback. <laughs> like, something... I don't know. I
0: didn't know if I would use him. I know. (laughs)
1: That's the thing, too. It's the same on the defensive side. Yes. Like, they're getting no push up the middle. Yes. So, the middle on both sides of the trenches are really lackluster. Yes. Uh, Could use some improvements.
0: Yes. Uh, Now, the media, I I listened to some media podcasts and read some articles, which I shouldn't do. First of all,
1: guys, stop with the outrage on Twitter, I know it feels great to do, but you're egging on these media idiots because they <laughs> listen to what you're saying. You're upset. You're emotional after the game. We we get it. Yeah, understood. Uh, but when you guys start screaming to fire coaches, the media just latches onto this. They love that it's like clickbait. Yeah, you know? they know. They know this is what y'all want to hear. Uh, so they're going to start, it's just a feedback loop, and they're going to get you all riled up, and they're going to start yeah. writing storylines that support why so-and-so yep. should be fired and will, all this. They will
0: bring up stats, and with stats, <sighs> you can prove anything. So, yes. And, and it's one thing I noticed about. The, uh,
1: it's been so long since we've dealt with the, oh my God, we have to fire everyone. Oh, I know. I know. And it's it's quick this season. Well, the media is weeks. coming
0: out and just flatly saying that this is the worst Buccaneers loss since Brady's been here. Which blows my mind. I'm like, what the, what the
1: how? Did y'all watch the Saints games? Uh, like, yeah, we've one. had
0: some bad losses. Pick
1: one. Uh, but, I know, we lost by two points. Like, I mean...
0: If you think this loss was worse than the Rams' playoff loss last year, mm-hmm. you're sick in the head. <laughs> I know. I mean, that was a you know gut punch, laying on the ground, crying. I know. Game. This one is, you know, it's the middle of the season. It doesn't have Absolutely. a whole lot of meaning yeah. as far as.
1: It's a non-conference game. Non-conference game, game non-division, non-division game. Yeah. Uh, yeah it we're, nothing.
0: We're still ahead in a division. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to lose that. Trust me, on that
1: stuff. and you look at the rest of the league. I mean, you got the Packers; they're three and three. Should I think the NFC East is like leading yeah. the conference? Yeah, you got but five Giants,
0: the, the five and two, the uh, Cowboys, five I mean, and four? one, no,
1: four and, four, two. And two. Four, and two. four
0: and 2 and then the six and zero Eagles. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> NFC East. Nobody saw that coming. No, nobody. Yeah, all the all the teams that everybody expected to do good in the NFC yeah. are are struggling. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, the 49ers, the uh
1: Packers, the, the Packers, Bucks.
0: the Bucks. I mean, who saw Atlanta and Minnesota being as good as they are? I mean Minnesota's five and one.
1: Oh they are? Yeah. And Cousins is out, so they've got like their fourth string quarterback, I think, at this point.
0: <laughs> So this is just a weird, weird season. It is
1: a weird season, and then you watch like the AFC is just as bad.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, like De- you got Denver, who is was just stinking up the joint, and they <laughs> can't, they won't stop putting them on prime time. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like NFL's. Like if this team has to exist, you all have to see it. Yeah, I got
0: to Suffer through it. Yes, uh, you know. So it, this is a this is a league wide thing. Where the quarterback play is just not good. Uh, offenses just are not good. They're not doing good. What we're seeing, and this is what me and you complain about all the time is these, these more running style quarterbacks are Mm -hmm. doing better. It's, it's really the RPO offenses Mm. are doing Mm. really good. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, you got New York who, you know, they're just slamming Barkley.
1: Oh, um, the Giants.
0: The bills uh, the are doing well. The bills are doing great.
1: Okay, but they're playing so, so much
0: they? passion too. Yeah,
1: yeah, they want it. This yeah. is the, this is their year. I mean, everyone's hyping them up as yeah. Super Bowl contenders. So
0: yes, let's we'll see. Yep, uh, and uh, somebody else too. Oh, well, Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's mm-hmm. running it strictly RPO style run first offense. So uh, that's that's really dominating right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I'm, We'll see. I don't think it's going to continue. Uh, you know, Molly's got her theory of the thirds, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it plays out every single year yeah. where.
1: You don't want to peak early, no. you guys. Like the teams that peak early, you know, you got the Eagle, well, the whole NFC East.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you, yeah, you look at the Cardinals so- last year. I know, exactly. And the Steelers. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. examples. Yes. This happens every year. Uh, April, I think yeah. Carolina last year peaked mm-hmm. kind of early. Yep.
0: Yeah, they they start off 5 and 0 or something. Something like or...
1: that. Yeah. And so you don't want to run have a run at the beginning of the season because it fizzles out most of the time. Yes. Uh very few teams ever even get to, you know, 16 and 0, 17 and 0. Doesn't happen. Uh so um winning this early, I mean, you don't want to lose obviously. But But like peaking, yeah, peaking this early. Tom Brady says, football starts in November. Yep.
0: Yep. So. And that's been his whole career. You know, when mm -hmm. November rolls around, that's when he gets serious.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, like, you just have to pace yourself because physically, it is so hard on your body. Yeah. And so, again, you don't, it's like sprinting while you're running a marathon. Like, it's not a great idea. Like, you might come out ahead Initially, but then people are going to blow
0: by you. So, yeah, yeah with this game, everybody went into this. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody went into this expecting the Buccaneers to win. They were mm-hmm. uh, ten point favorites going into this. Every single announcer and analyst mm-hmm. had picked the Buccaneers. As a matter of fact, Michael Irving made a joke. He said, "Well, we know the Steelers are going to win because we're because everybody's picking the
1: Buccaneers."
0: Yeah, he was right. Uh, so that was one of the big the reasons why this would hurt so much is because we were expected to win, fans expected it to win, I expected us to win, I'm sure the players expected to win, mm-hmm. and uh, we not only didn't win, but we didn't look good losing. Mm-hmm. Now, th- this game, there was nothing that you could pinpoint and say, this is the reason why we lost. Mm-hmm. So that allows for everybody to bring out their favorite whipping post mm-hmm. and just go to town on it. If you don't yeah. like the coaching staff, you can complain about them. If you don't like Tom Brady, which, surprisingly, a ton of Buccaneer fans don't like Tom Brady. I just found this out. What? <laughs> yes. They're coming out of the woodwork saying, Brady needs to retire. He sucks. And oh, this, for they're...
1: God's sakes.
0: I was like, wow.
1: Well, you have a lot of media, like national media, um, who are going on about this wedding that he went to for Robert Kraft on Friday. So he missed time with the team. He didn't travel with the team to Pittsburgh. And so they're making it like, this is a big deal. And then they're also, you know, bringing up the time missed in training camp. And the fact that now he's taking Wednesdays off. Um, I'm just like, Tom Brady's not the problem. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, the man has been in the NFL, what is it, 23 years now? How long? Yes. I don't know. And, um, it, I, he's earned that time, I think. You know what I mean? So <laughs> to me, I'm like, are you people kidding me? Like, even with missing a day once, um, Or having a veteran's day off, he's still probably putting in more time than anyone else on the team. Mm -hmm. So I just find it hard, you know, I just I don't know. I think it's silly. Yeah. People are being silly. Yes. Um
0: But with this game, like I said, there was there was nothing obvious that caused us to lose. You know, like our, our secondary getting torched or our offensive line let Brady get sacked five times or mm-hmm. receivers dropping passes or, mm-hmm. you know, there was nothing that you could definitively pinpoint and say, this mm-hmm. is the reason why we lost. Yeah. So that allows everybody who has a grievance with anybody to say, oh, this is why we lost. Because we the whole team played below mm-hmm. expectations. You know, they all made mistakes. And nobody stepped up and did anything special. So, you can blame anybody you want to. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing across the board, man. Oh, yeah,
1: the play calling. Yeah. Like, immediately, they're like, fire Byron Leftwich.
0: Right, right. Guys. But, back to the Brady thing, it's just, I can't believe all the hate he's getting. It's, it's incredible to me, because, I don't know, man.
1: I think we have a natural tendency to, like, to kick people when they're down, and... Given Brady's personal life right now, and then, you know, football-wise, it's also not going well. I think people just love to take the opportunity to pile on.
0: Yeah, especially if they don't like him, Yeah, which apparently a lot of people don't like him. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, he's not—I wouldn't say he's much of a likable guy in a a weird sense. You Mm -hmm. know, he's kind of goofy, but he comes across— very corporate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Polished, yeah. You know, in his in his personal in his uh yeah. his presentation and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, I don't know what the guy's like personally. None of, none of us do. Mm-hmm. So, but he's the best quarterback we've ever had for <laughs> by far. Oh my gosh. And for people to be complaining about him, man, get over it, dude. Yeah,
1: get over it. Well, I feel like the same way with Byron. I'm like. Guys, like, he got us to a Super Bowl. We right. won a Super Bowl. Right. Like, what are we... Hey, yeah,
0: but Tom, they, they've Tom, been
1: complaining about the play calling for like three... Since well, he's been here. It's Yeah,
0: it's it's very...
1: It's a weird thing.
0: It's not inspiring. It's boring. Yeah. And it really is. But that's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I don't care what offense you put Tom Brady in. It's going to be boring mm-hmm. because Tom Brady's a boring... But, you know, he's, a, he's boring in the sense that you know he's not going to be scrambling out, doing all these runs or throwing crazy passes or, you know, just you know yeah. bunch of trick plays and RPOs and.
1: And we had the benefit of James Winston being in the system for a year, so you can kind of see the difference. We have very exciting games with James Winston. Very exciting in BA system with Byron Leftwich playing, calling the plays. Right. And now you have Tom Brady into the title. We do not get exciting games. So.
0: No, you're not gonna get the oh, yeah. the you know crazy passes and the, the scrambling and all that stuff. He he plays a very conservative, very disciplined game mm-hmm. and it makes for boredom. It's boring. Mm-hmm. He was boring at New England, he's boring here, but he's very, very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. So you know especially in this league now when all the quarterbacks are very dynamic looking at Brady, you will go, Well, this is this is just old school and everything, but it works. It's good. I mean, some of those passes he threw yesterday were like that one that Kate Otten, you know, the the defender had his back to Kate Otten and, and Brady threw it. I mean it was it was like six inches away from that guy. It was an incredible pass. Yeah. Uh and he he does that all the time. It's very precise. But I will say this, and I meant to say this in the last podcast, after watching all twenty two, there's definitely something wrong with Brady. Uh Mm-hmm. His, his passes are a little bit off, not horribly. And we we saw in this game yesterday, he threw like four or five passes that were low or behind guys mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah,
1: like him and Chris Godwin had trouble yeah. connecting. Yeah. Um, I will not be shocked if in the off season he has surgery on that shoulder. No. I will not be. It's just like with the knee where we found out, oh, he had a torn MCL the whole right. season and just taped it up and told no one. I think we're going to find out it's the same thing with that shoulder.
0: Yes. Uh, but, he, yeah, he, I don't think he's going to play fast this year. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but he's also got the thumb injury, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm saying that, but, again, if that's not the reason. You know, Brady's still making great plays. He's not throwing it deep. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that's a sign that it's, you know, he's got something physical, but he's not. He's staying away from the deep throws. Now, normally, we have quite a few deep throw attempts during the games. The past couple of weeks, we haven't had hardly mm-hmm. any deep throws. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple to Scotty Miller. and Both of them were short. So, anyhow. Uh, so, you know, Brady's got his issues. He's got his divorce stuff going on. You know that's messing with him. Uh, we got the thing of him missing time. Is that, is that uh, bothering the team? I'm sure it does bother some players. I don't know. But... That's not the reason why we're losing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that had nothing to do with what we're losing there. Now it doesn't help. Yeah. You know, sure. But the rest of the team's got to step up. If Brady mm-hmm. can't throw accurate passes or, you know, pinpoint passes every single time, somebody else has got to step up and, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's stepping up. Nobody is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go through the whole, let's go through all the units and, and discuss. Okay. We got the offensive line. Now, The offensive line is not getting pushed in the run game like we Mm -hmm. talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're opening up holes, but they're not getting pushed. Gattake is the weak link in here. He he needs help.
1: Yeah. So I would say with that, it's like, you know, and, and people made a kerfuffle about Brady chewing out the offensive line on the sideline and then um he made some social media posts that people are nitpicking also where he showed uh it was like a, a photo of brady behind um i think it was Hanzy and then get and he said we're not playing well but you know we'll fix it or something like that mm-hmm. and then he changed it later too we're not playing to our potential something like that right. so everyone's nitpicking every little thing um but and we've talked about this before where with Genaki in particular, he's a rookie, they just threw him in there. Um he does need help and the coaching staff perhaps should do things to um you know, do him some favors. Yeah. As far I'm- like I get the next man up perspective, but in reality you taken a rookie who didn't expect to start. You got to set him up for success.
0: Right, I agree with you. Uh, I think really what they all they should do is just have Hainsy fudge that away, help Getteki whenever Hainsy doesn't have work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really all it's going to take. It's just a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong, Getteki's not playing horrible. You know, he he's just the weakest link on our yeah. offensive line. And our offensive line is not playing horrible. I mean, Tom Brady had plenty of time yesterday. Uh,
1: and I think he's been sacked the fewest times in the whole league.
0: That has a lot more to do with Tom yeah. Brady than it well, does offensive line, but yes. I mean, it's not like he's getting crushed every snap. Uh you know, it's, I th- I think he was just more upset about the run game. Push. I'm not really sure exactly why he was yelling at the offensive line. I'm going to have to go back and see when he was yelling at him on the sidelines and see what the plays before that. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about the offensive line, but they're not.
1: It's that push up the middle.
0: Yes. They're
1: not helping the run game. I think we're worst in those third and short, fourth and short situations. And, you know, maybe you could blame half the offensive line, half the play calling. you know what i mean like put that kind of on the whoever you want to blame
0: that's what i'm saying here is that there's enough blame to go around Mm -hmm. nobody's playing gray yeah no nobody's playing elite let's put it that way maybe winfield (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh nobody's stepping up and covering (laughs) up other units deficiencies or other players deficiencies everybody's playing below their potential. Yeah. Or um, uh,
1: lifting anyone else up. Right, yeah. You know, a, a rising tide lifts all ships, guys.
0: Yes. Uh, tight ends. I have no complaints there. I think Kate Otten is killing it out there. He's mm-hmm. doing a really good job. He's a really good blocker. And, uh, you know, he's making plays.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I ain't got, I ain't got any complaints with him. Uh, Co'Keefe, you know, he's he's doing what he's out there to do. I'd mm-hmm. like to see him be a little bit more physical with his blocking. I mean, more better, I guess, but he's still doing fine. He's still
1: yeah. Fine. Uh, he's also I like him on special teams too. Yeah, like he made in the beginning. I think that thirteen when Pittsburgh started at their thirteen, I think he made that initial tackle mm. on the returner. So
0: yes, that's right.
1: He showed up. I think on special yeah. teams.
0: Yep, pinned them back in mm-hmm. about the fifteen, I think. Wasn't uh, running backs—they're doing okay. Uh, they're they're much more physical this year. Uh, it looks like they're running to wear out the defense, like I said.
1: Oh, just a thought. We haven't really seen uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. No, not at all. It's been Lenny and, and Rashad White. And
0: Rashad White. And I he, like
1: Rashad White. I
0: do, too. Mm-hmm.
1: He's a little bigger. Uh, he, he's kind of built like Cordero Patterson. He might be a little smaller than yeah. him. but um, So, I like him. I think he's he's done well.
0: Yeah, he his path protection is not as good as Fournette's, but... Uh they're, they're both, you know, catching the ball well. They're both uh, running well, I think. So, you know, don't have complaints with the running backs. Defensive line. Now, if I were to say what our biggest issue is on this team, I would say it's our defensive line. We're just not getting any push up the middle. None. None. If you look at all of our sacks, they've all come from blitzes or, you know, the, the secondary uh, mm-hmm. cornerbacks, or safeties, or the linebackers, are you know, the ones getting all the blitzes. Uh, it just seems like we are not getting any push up the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just not getting pressure. Like Trubisky and them, they just had all day long to throw mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Vita Bay is just so disappointing. He's just not, not not playing up to what I think he could play up to. He's just a guy right now. Just mm-hmm. a guy. And... All the other guys, Goldstein, Nacho, uh, these guys, we we know what they are. You know, I don't think they're going to get any better. Mm-hmm. So we really need Vita to step it up. He he can play better than anybody's playing. Those other guys, you know, they are what they are. Uh, but we're not getting any push up the middle, none. And to me, that's the biggest. Uh, Problem we've had this year, uh, our biggest drop in production, I guess you could say, uh, not having Sue. I think, but again, that could be me saying, you know, that's that's my was my biggest complaint going into yeah. the season. So here it is, I'm able to point <laughs> to that. Still guy. going, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Cornerbacks uh, don't really have any complaints there. We have very close coverage. A uh, couple of the, the passes that were thrown on them were perfect passes. and there's nothing they could have done. Uh, now the Steelers had a couple of instances where they batted passes down. They had great pass defense, mm-hmm. and the Buccaneers didn't. So you know they beat us out by inches. There we we had guys that were there. They I mean they would, as a matter of fact uh, we had a couple where the ball went right through their hands. Uh, a couple where they went to bat passes down. They missed it by two inches, maybe. You know, so they were there. But the Steelers were just there more than we were. Were able to. Uh, they the Steelers just like you said, they wanted it more. Mm-hmm. You know, they played that little bit of oomph more than we mm-hmm. did. Uh, safeties I have no complaints there. Uh, Winfield's killing it. Uh, mm-hmm. We we played Neil instead of Mike Edwards. He was out, mm-hmm. so uh, going to look on the all twenty two and see how he did. Uh, we you know they did, we didn't have many deep balls thrown on us that the safeties needed to. Uh, Depend and they are tackling well, so ain't got much complaints for the safety. Special teams now, different story.
1: Wait, you didn't cover the linebackers. Are you not covering everyone?
0: Oh, the linebackers, yeah. Okay,
1: I have something to say about Devin White. Okay, okay, I am concerned he is going to get a reputation for being a dirty player or hurting people. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he knocked him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston, he had, he's the one that hurt him. Uh, I don't think he's a dirty player. I'm just saying I don't want the league to start noticing that uh, players tend to get hurt when they get hit by a different
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, he had that penalty in the first quarter, the roughing the passive penalty. And, of course, the media – all of them in, in unison <sighs> are saying it was stupid penalty. It was a boneheaded play on his part. He never should have done that. Blah, 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 blah. And that just goes prove to me that these guys don't pay attention to the games. They definitely don't watch the All-22 because Devin White does this every single game. Every single game, he's clobbering the quarterback after mm-hmm. the pass, mm-hmm. at least once. Now, last week against Mariota, he had a play where Mariota threw the ball, and Devin White launched off the ground, elbowed Mariota in the neck, oh lifted God. him off the ground from the contact of his forearm, hit Mariota in the neck, and decleated him. Oh. I mean, he knocked him back three yards through the air.
1: That's crazy.
0: After the pass. He does this every single game, usually multiple times a game. Uh, it's kind of like how Sue would do. Sue would break through the line, and if he didn't get to you, if you threw the ball, he was going to push you on the ground. You know. My issue is the inconsistency in the refereeing. Now, like mm-hmm. I said, Devin White did this last week where he de Mariota after the pass. I was surprised it wasn't a penalty, too. I was surprised he wasn't fined from the league afterwards. But, hey. Uh, but he does this every game, yeah. every single game, every game. But this time they threw a penalty on it. Who's to know when it's going to be a penalty and when it isn't? Right,
1: right.
0: You know? So I'm more upset, you know, that the refs are not consistent with that call.
1: Yeah, I think it's a mess. I think it's kind of gotten the attention of the league, so everyone's looking for it.
0: But Um, you you do bring up a valid point. Devin White has been taking quarterbacks out.
1: Yeah, so, I mean – like I'm fine with it. I don't care, <laughs> but <laughs> I' just I can just see where he might get a reputation should media mm. start paying attention to right, it yep, should yep, people yep. start you know the same way that Sue is te right. his reputation is tean people saying he's a dirty player even though he hasn't been suspended in you know 11 years or whatever it was right. um, so I just something to look out for.
0: yes, good point. Uh, yeah, but that's you know you kind of like that from your defensive guys. Mm-hmm. You, know, you want them to be aggressive, aggressive. <clears throat> so you know the linebackers, Levante White or Levante David, <laughs> uh, had a great game uh, two weeks ago. Who who did we play two weeks ago?
1: Before Atlanta.
0: Before Atlanta. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, he was the my Chiefs. It might have been the Chiefs. He was my defensive player of the game in that one. And, you know, he just quietly does good stuff out there. A lot of it you don't notice until you watch the All-22. Um, I, You know, I can't really comment on him in this game. I didn't really notice him that much. But uh, we'll see on the All-22. But linebackers, yeah, I, I don't have much of a complaint for them. Uh, you know, he did have that – could fall where he was trying to call timeout, let his mm-hmm. receiver get past him, which really hurt us. But again, I don't know, was that his his fault there? Don't know. Uh, coaching, no, special teams, go back to special teams. Man, you know, I've been bitching about them since, mm-hmm. since BA got here. We just don't, we just do not pay, have a lot of time devoted to special teams practice, apparently. You know, the, it's an afterthought. And who's our coach? Armstrong? Yeah. That's our special teams coach. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's been the coach there. It's been the same stuff. Uh, last year, we tried to do a little bit better. This year, I thought we were going to, and it seems like we've gone back to, you know, just forgetting how to tackle. And it's hurting us, man. It's hurt. It's hurt us in two straight games now. Uh,
1: See, I don't know that it really has with the ex- – I thought that too. But then with the exception of the 89-yard uh, return that Pittsburgh got, I would say it was kind of a wash as far as field position goes. Yeah,
0: but it get, that gave them a field goal, and they only won by two points. You know, we, our defense was stopping them. They did not do good on offense. You know, Our defense did a good job of stopping them, except when they needed to at the end. Uh you know, so that that one field goal was a mm. difference in the game. You know, you yeah. can you can say that about any play, of course, but uh, you know, it's our, our special teams are just really—they're not special. They're not—they're not—they are the weakest unit on our uh, team. They have been ever since Arians has been here. I would mm. just like to see them play. It's just not made. You know, these these. uh be average, the team. yeah. Just be average. That's all I'm asking. Now, as far as coaching goes, uh, you know, this is nothing new with the special teams. There's nothing new with our offense. We're running the same offense. You know, we're a little bit more run focused, uh, but it's it's the same routes. It's the same uh, check downs. It's the same movement on the offensive line. This is the same. Offense, So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the same offense that won us the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see how you could say coaching is an issue.
1: I would say what we talked about with the offensive line, like, do your guys some favors there. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, and then I think on defense, uh, I think it would be more personnel decisions with the defensive line. Not bringing Sue back. Bring it, you know, so that's front office, so you can blame them. I honestly Um,
0: don't know what to do with that defensive line. I really don't.
1: I don't know.
0: You know, don't know, man. Uh, But, you know, Bowles, you know, he's running the same defense. He's he's not changing things up. You know, it's not like this is a totally different team.
1: You're not seeing that lineup across the middle, though that you hated last year when they were just standing on the line? I've seen it a
0: couple of times.
1: Oh, you have? Yeah, but... I, th- I think,
0: it, Yeah, I think it was just something they was he was trying out at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and he's throwing it in the mix every now and then. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I've only seen it three times this year. Mm. Uh, I don't know if they've gotten away from it because they've realized it doesn't work, or they're just going to use it on special occasions or whatever. Uh... You know, this team is its going to be what it's going to be as far as coaching is concerned. We know what we got. Mm-hmm. We know special teams are going to be below average. We know that our defense is going to run very complex schemes, a lot of uh, blitzing, a lot of uh, co- uh, fake coverage, mm-hmm. different looks. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to be playing against. You never know who you're going to be playing against. Uh, just Outside return.
1: linebackers in coverage.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, defensive linemen in coverage. You know, you're, you're just going to get a bunch of weird looks. Mm-hmm. and everything. So we know what we got. We know what we got coaching-wise. There's no sense of getting rid of coaches now. There's no sense of – it's the players.
1: Well, it doesn't work. And, like, no. the middle of the season, it's a disaster. I just don't – Yeah. well, I can't take you seriously when you start talking about firing coaches right. in and, week six. And
0: we'll never do it here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe in supporting the team. So, you know, I'm not going to call for anybody to get fired. I will hold people accountable, point them out, but – I'm not going to sit here and say this player sucks or this coach sucks. We need to get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. You know, with that being said, the coaching staff is fine. You know, of course. Could they be better? Yes. I could say that about every single unit and player on this team. Mm -hmm. Nobody's playing great.
1: No. And I think what it is, it's this lack of uh, motivation, passion, and these are things that are intangibles. It's what B.A. talks about in his book, like the heart and the grit, and there are things that you can't coach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's not going to happen.
0: Right.
1: So um, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of players have inherently, but I do think that other players can kind of rah-rah and get everyone else um there you know and and that might be something with Tom Brady where he's just not in a mental state where he can get people there because of his personal life you know what I mean and that's when other players need to step in and do that but who who do we have and who's stepping up
0: right and it could be another missing Sue and JPP JPP specifically Mm -hmm. in that aspect you know he was a he held you to account. You screwed up. JPP was getting in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, and he scared everybody on the field. You know, both of the,
1: Lost Vernon his job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, do. you don't celebrate and sing in the shower mm-hmm. after a loss with JPP around. So, you know, we don't have that. There's nobody on the defense that's in your face, holding you accountable. Uh Like you said, on offense with Tom Brady, you know, he's probably not in a place right now where he can really effectively motivate and lead. Don't know. Don't know. But the thing of it is, nobody's playing bad. You know, special teams, a little below par. Mm-hmm. But like, again, we we said that since Aries has been here. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, everybody's just doing okay. Yeah. They're just not stepping it up, you know. Uh, defensive line not getting any push. Offensive line not getting push. Uh, you know, but they are doing good in pass protection. They're doing good with their pulls and their uh, – the uh, outside blocking, the zone blocking, all that good stuff. The defensive line is, you know, they're doing okay. You know, I mean, they're, they're giving up some runs and all that good stuff, but it's not like they're a sieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, linebackers are doing okay. But there's nobody you can point to that you can say, that guy's blowing stuff up. Or this unit is, you know, elite we're not playing to the potential. We know all these guys can play much better than what they are. Mm-hmm. So I agree with Tom Brady when he says the issue is we're just not playing to our ability. You know. And Todd Bowles said after the game during his press conference that he said too many of these guys are no, he said if you're if you're still living off the Super Bowl, you're you're doing it wrong or something like that. He was Yeah. He's basically saying stop thinking you're just going to go out there and win because you Won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so we'll get it together. This is this is nothing. Like I said, this this game, well, yes, it hurt. Uh, You know, we should have won this game. It, it kind of was embarrassing because we played up against a really mm-hmm. beat up Steelers team. But it was the Steelers. Steelers are not going to go out mm-hmm. quietly. You know, Tomlin is. Tomlin's never had to lose a losing season. Uh, his,
1: and apparently that loss against the Bills was his loss, his worst loss, loss ever,
0: biggest loss ever. Yeah, so I mean, this is, you're talking about a good franchise with good ownership, good coaching, good fan base. You know they're going to be hard to play no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we didn't go in there, and like I said, you know, play mistake-free football, we made a lot of mistakes. You mm-hmm. know, it's bad passes, drops, uh, the penalties, twelve men on the field, the timeout stuff, bad punts, bad kick return. You know, just We had enough mistakes that they were able to play very good football that they could play and beat us with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this this was a non-conference game, non-division game. It doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. On the list of games I was worried about, this was probably down there at the bottom, you know, as far as it having any significance to our season – uh, it's actually good for us to have these games where we lose like this at the beginning of the year, you know, so we get, you know, riled up, motivated. We know where our mistakes are at. We know where our weaknesses are at. We know where people are going to attack us, you know, and uh, we can improve on it. And one thing you didn't see from this game was we weren't getting beat. You know, we weren't getting beat up. You know, it's not, it not like their receivers were just outrunning our guys uh, it's not like their running backs were plowing over our guys, you know. It's not like their defenders were just chewing up our offensive linemen mm-hmm. and coming after Brady. It's not like, you know. We
1: so, didn't get dominated in right. any one area,
0: right? Yeah, but we didn't get dominated anywhere. I didn't mm-hmm. think they were just—they just did enough, yeah, to squeak by. It's
1: a game of inches.
0: Game of inches, yeah. So I'm not that upset about it. Seems like the whole mm-hmm. Twitter sphere media is just. Having a complete meltdown, <laughs> so weird, it is weird, you know, but it is what it is now. Molly had predicted a 31 13 game, I had predicted 28 10. We were both wrong, but I think I was closer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I should
1: have let you pick that. <laughs> you
0: should have let me have the 31 13. Yeah, 31-13, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got to start, we got to start, our offense has got to start. Scored, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're doing good with time of possession. We actually won the time of possession in this game. We actually beat them in everything uh, yardage, uh, passes, mm-hmm. both run yards and passing yards, right? Uh, we beat them with first downs. Uh, they had 77 rushing yards, we had 75.
1: So it was close. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It was so, yeah. Close to being even, like I've never, you know, as even as it could be.
0: Yeah, they Um, actually had more penalty yardage than we did, more penalties. Uh, They had two seconds less time of possession than (laughs) we did. So almost split completely down to that
1: even.
0: The uh, sackage, sacked yards, we both had two sacks apiece. Uh, We were sacked for 14 yards. They were sacked for 18. Passing yards, we had 229. They had 193. Total yards was 304, 270. Uh, third down conversions is real, like you said is where it really hurt us. We had four for fourteen. They had seven for fifteen. So they were almost fifty percent. We were down at thirty so. uh, percent. But you know, I mean, like I said, it wasn't like we we got dominated.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was not a lopsided game at all. We just didn't step up. That's all it is. Mm-mm. Didn't do it. I agree. So next week we got the Carolina Panthers. Now I'm going to say this: we are going to win this game. <laughs> uh, Robbie Anderson got traded.
1: Oh my gosh, they were like more a bigger disaster than <laughs> <laughs> our game.
0: But they're trying to uh, trade Christian McCaffrey, so they're showcasing him. Last week they showcased him quite heavily. I imagine they're going to do it against us too, uh, try and get that the trade deadline is what. He's historically
1: though not. Done well against particularly Vita Vea. So, this might be Vita's coming out party for the season.
0: Yeah, he needs to. Uh, You know, know, I think I'm hoping with Vita, it's just he's trying to save his energy for the end of the year. You know, I do feel like it's
1: not having Sue. I I do do
0: too. I do too, to be honest with you. But (laughs) I'm hoping that by the end of the year, he's throwing guys around and getting that push that we expect out of him. But almost everybody on this team. Knows we're going to the playoffs. All we got to do is win our division. Mm -hmm. That's it, and that's going to be easy to do. There's really no competition. I mean, Atlanta's showing some fire, Mm -hmm. but how long that's going to last? Hard to tell.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, New Orleans not a threat. Carolina definitely not a threat. So we're gonna we're going to the playoffs. We're gonna win the division. Go to the playoffs. I think everybody on this team knows this, so they've got them. They're thinking ahead. You know, and they're like, you know, I want to be there for the playoffs. I don't want to get hurt. I want to save my energy, blah, blah, blah. So we're kind of phoning it in, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we almost won this game phoning it in. That's true. You know, And against Atlanta, you know, we got up 21 zip and then just took our foot off the gas, both defensively and offensively, and let them come back. And and we were just like, man. So if we play harder, we'll win anything. But against the Panthers, I there's no way we're losing that game. <laughs> no way on earth.
1: They are such a dumpster no fire.
0: Yes. If we lose that game, I'm going to be upset.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. This one, I'm just like, eh, I'm, you know. I might
0: be calling it, get rid of Brady and fire I everybody. Know. <laughs> if we lose against the Panthers. I
1: know.
0: All right. Anything else? I think that's it. That's going to wrap it up for us, man. Uh, you know, we're going to get a preview podcast out and hopefully we will be correct in this one because I know we're both going to predict that the Panthers are going to win. We already did here. Yeah. But,
1: the Bucks are going I to mean, win. I mean, the Bucks are going to win.
0: Uh, we already did. So it's, you know what the, the, uh, prediction podcast is going to be like, but hopefully we'll have one out later in the week. Uh, if not, you've heard it here. We think the Panthers are going to lose. Uh, Uh, Until next time,
1: go Bucks.